This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Frosted Tips with Lance Bass, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, my little peanuts. It's me, your host, Lance Bass. This is me, Lance Bass, <laughs> Frosted Tips with me, Lance Bass. It's like that Beyonce thing. Yeah. It's Beyonce. Produced, Beyonce. By, by Beyonce, Beyonce. Produced by Beyonce. Beyonce directed Beyonce. by Beyonce. Choreography by Beyonce. It's called Beyonce. <laughs> and of course, my co-host, Turkey Turchin. Why, hello there. Um, today, I'm excited for an extra frosting. I love these, these extra frostings. Me too. really get to know these uh, teen idols on the other side of the aisle. That's right. The girl Girls. Oh. Cooties. <laughs> oh, it's like it's just a bad prom where they're all in the bleachers. Just, yeah. Okay, I'll pick. Okay, Tiffany, I'll pick you. you're up next. Let's go. Let's dance. Uh, and speaking of dancing, she's in the room right now. So let's get to Tiffany. Woohoo. All right. Tiffany, Renee, Doris, known as Tiffany, American singer, songwriter, uh, actress, teen icon from Norwalk, California. Tiffany released her first album in 1987, the best year ever, I always say. 87 has the best music and the best movies of all time. And it just so happens that Turkey Church in here um, was born in 1987, uh, which makes me want to like throw up sometimes. Uh, The self-titled album featured her hit single, I Think We're Alone Now, which skyrocketed Mm. thanks to no small part to her promotional tour in the America's Mall. I mean, this is just, this follows you everywhere. You are the like mall princess. Um, Outside of music, Tiffany has guest starred on several television shows and has acted in a handful of horror and science fiction films. Tiffany, welcome to Frosted Tips. Um, We've had, we've had so many great moments together. uh, And I have to say, you're just one of my favorite people. When, When you get in the business, you know, and you, you work with different people, you know, your colleagues and all that type of stuff. But it was something about you that we just had a really great bond. And I've just loved being friends with you. 
Oh, thank you, babes. Both of you guys. I mean, bringing Michael into our lives as well. Another wonderful person and artist. Oh, and, and now the twins, yeah, of course. I know. I haven't even had a chance to be seeing your home. And so I feel like a terrible friend. Oh, please. But I love You're you guys. You know that. And I love, you know, this is this the good thing about social media is you can see people in their lives and what's going on because I travel totally. so much. And, you know, after the pandemic and everything, and during and even before I was always, you know, thinking ideas. So I've, you know, created quite a bunch of different small businesses that I'm working variously yeah. Yeah. behind the scenes of shadows and all the promotions. So I'm like this house of on fire right now. Yeah. But I feel bad because I come into LA and I'm like, you know, you guys are parents now. It's not always just run down to a club or yeah. run over here to Orange County, which is where oh, I'm yeah. at. Yeah. People know anything about LA. It's like, you know, it could be 30 minutes right there or 30 miles and it takes you four hours. Oh, so, I know. Um, you know, I understand it's not, not together, but we're going to make the time because I want to throw this out there. That is my birthday wish this year is to spend time with the people that I love and to really just like do the backyard barbecue thing, yes. you know, chill out, like not the restaurant thing. Although I'm a foodie, you know, I love Let's Food with Tiffany, mm -hmm. but just to have that, you know, time. So I think that's going to be my treat is to rent an Airbnb in LA and come spend some time with you guys. Because oh, um, that, that. that's what life is about. Got to have that balance. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. And we, we, I was just reading somewhere. Uh, it was a, it's called an eight hour, no, an eight minute phone call challenge. And I'm going to st start doing this. So we're, I'm horrible on the phone. Like it's, it's hard for me to get on the phone. Yeah, now you of, are. You, you don't like the phone. Oh, I know. It's just, and it's <laughs> because when I'm on the phone, I, I start, I, I, I think of other things. Like I'm not listening. I'm, it's hard for me to listen these days. It is. Um, so to get that back, there's <laughs> this thing. Yep, it's an eight minute challenge. And I challenge all the listeners right now. Once a week, just choose someone that you just want to be connected with again. You know, you might text them all the time, but if you haven't spoken to them, you call them and be like, look, I want to do an eight minute challenge. And you give yourselves exactly eight minutes. You have to catch up within that eight minutes. So, and it's this, I love I that. they've studied it where it's, you know, when people are on the phone, the reason people don't like to be on the phone is because no, not one person at the same time wants to hang up, right? So one person thinks right. it's going too long. One person wants to go further. So if you have a time and it's an eight minute, then everyone's happy at the end of the call. And you just have this amazing, you're fulfilled. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's so important. Um, you know, we've all been through so much and life and life is just even, you know, just taking life at its fullest, we all do so much. Mm -hmm. So yeah, checking in with people is really important now, their mental health, how you doing, yeah. you know, go ahead, cry on my shoulder a little bit, yeah. maybe a little shaking, like, hey, what you doing? Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I started it for Let's Food with Tiffany on Food and Fame, mm -hmm. which is 15 minute chat and your favorite recipe, why, what's happening in your life and career. And yes, with, with, with you celebrities, um, it's got to be quick, you know? And I was like, yeah. if I'm going to call my friends, yeah. they don't want to be on the phone with me forever. Uh -huh. And I, it's, I'm not used to interviewing people like you. So I thought, well, to tap my toe into it, 
it'd be fun for the cooking club. It'd be fun for the adventures I'm doing in the food world mm -hmm. and building up that brand for myself and experiences yeah. and learning more and yeah. time on camera, all those things that we're doing. Uh, so I've been having fun with that. So I'd love for you to come on. Oh, I already yeah. know what I'm going to I teach I want to you. know your favorite recipe. Okay. I Why? just, okay. I all just learned my favorite baking recipe. My mom was here just a few days ago and uh, I'm diabetic. So like trying to find sugar-free desserts is really impossible, right. especially to yeah. taste good. I, my mom has the best strawberry cake I have ever had. <laughs> yeah, you would good. never Ooh. know it's sugar-free and I'm obsessed with it. And she just taught me how to bake it. So that is what I'm going to do on your show. <laughs> All right. Thank you. He's I'm going to say thank you. Advance. You know, when everyone says, when anyone says my mom or my grandma, uh -huh. that's it. You know, yeah. it's mom, good. You know it's yes. good. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited to teach you this because it's, it is so dang good. Right. I, still Yay, have to I can't oh, wait because we, we as the cooking club, we do the recipe and then we hope we do it right. And then of course we tag you and everything mm -hmm. like that. So Hopefully, I mean that's our challenge is to do it right. Yeah. And get well, approval now. <laughs> how do people watch uh, your cooking club? You have to join. Actually, um, you know, I I want it to be exclusive because there is so much content behind the scenes that I don't do in the music world and bringing you into my private space, especially my home yeah. around my family needs to be for official people. Yeah. Um, so $15 a month, but um, we're doing a lot of things with um, bringing partners on again. We've got food and fame. We're going to be doing some charity for food uh, banks and things like that. So I really want people to be a part of the cooking club because it's going on mm -hmm. to all adventures. And of course you get exclusives and discounts and even discounts to my shows. Yeah, so there's great. an incentive there to be a part of it. But, you know, it again, it's just another take on me that it's it's a little hard now to have all these facets. And then you don't have all those commercials that you have to listen to, you know, to, which, you know, we love our sponsors out there, but, you know, and we yeah. like this being free for everyone, but, you know, you got to well, those I commercials. Do yeah. do my music on YouTube. Yeah. So that is where I have the music diaries. Yeah. And that was a platform that, I feel like YouTube is a platform for me, mostly for music. And that's where everybody goes to, to kind of connect with Tiff World or retro stuff or anything. So it makes the most sense to do something like the Music Diaries, where again, I'm not, the first couple of albums, I wasn't a producer, I wasn't a songwriter. I'm, I barely play piano, you know? Um, so I can't really talk about the techie side of recording. I can tell you some old school stuff that I know, but, you know, getting into that takes, me being the writer side. So the new stuff is where I can tell you why I wrote that song, how we recorded it, who the producer was, you know, all the experiences of that. Uh, so we thought, you know, nobody knows about most importantly, how I felt about recording those albums, why I wrote those songs. So the, the music diaries is really about my emotions and what was happening at that time. It's very interesting in the earlier part of you know, the episodes is because I'm talking about my home life again and about my family life and about as much as I love them. I came from a chaotic, crazy family. We all do. Yeah. We all, you know, you don't pick your family. I love my family and we got it together in the end. So there's a positive story, but how I felt, you know, to be a recording artist, 
to be traveling, kind of have a dominant manager and the perils of that being the celebrity and people, new people in my space and everybody loves me and trying to celebrate that, but also going home and having dysfunction there, Mm -hmm. still having an alcoholic mother or family and having to be, you know, affected by that. It, you know, there wasn't always just come home and there's joy. It was a crazy. So, you know, a lot of times being in the studio, that was my escape. I related to those songs just like my fans did who were maybe, you know, just coming out or had that secret or even the, you know, 16, 17, 13, 12, all of it is awkward, isn't it? For yeah. everyone. Yes, that indeed. first heartbreak, all of it. And I found so many people related to those earlier songs like could have been. Yeah. Um, and I did too, because for some reason, even though it wasn't a love song for me, I was thinking about how different my life would have been, yeah. even if I had a, you know, a different parent structure. Yeah. Again, love my parents, but I was the parent at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. And you, you know, that affects your life a little bit. So it's an interesting journey that I'm willing to share mm-hmm. that has made me the person that I am now mm-hmm. and uh, the songwriter that I am now. I'm in a great place now, yeah. but you know, as a songwriter, we still tell people stories. So that's where... You know, I love that I have this connection with my fans. I love listening to them. I love hearing what's going on in their life and how much we do have in common and how much we're surviving and becoming the people that we want to be. Yeah. So I mean, that, it is very happening. relatable. You know, so many people listening can relate to, especially the family dynamic you grew up in. You started at such a very young age uh, here in Southern California. Um, how did this happen? Like, where like where were you born? How did the, How did little Tiffany think, you know what this is what i want to do this is i'm going to be a pop yeah. star i was born in norwalk and um my mom and dad had split up by the time i was like two so i lived with my grandparents okay. and my mom was just in the grocery store she was a seamstress but working at a, an accountant office just you know just trying to be a single mom and get through um and someone at the grocery store said oh this little girl's so pretty, but I was already singing. I was already humming and doing, and I was not shy. And my mom was approached to like do some photo shoots, some like, you know, back then they had catalog work, but you made a little money and she was a little reluctant, but she loved fashion. My mother was always about fashion and glamour and Hollywood and, you know, starlets and Vegas. So she thought, okay, this sounds like fun. And I liked it. So we started doing pageant work and that's when I, you know, my whole family made a joke. She was not shy on stage because I would just work it. <laughs> I love being around the kids. I love the fashion of it. And um, eventually I started doing dancing and that led to me, you know, practicing more about music, but I was always singing around the house. No one ever took me serious because they didn't know anything about the music industry. Yeah. So they couldn't help me. Right. And it wasn't until my, stepfather came into my mom's life they got married we moved to um norwalk california a little further from my grandparents on ibex street where i my parents made friends with musicians across the street and they had a daughter who was my best friend so they were always having parties and sing-alongs and barbecues and they were going on tour and they played in vegas my dad invested in a record for them because again, they became a great, you know, all friends and they were having a go away on tour party. Of course they had their kids up there who do play piano and sing. My girlfriend, Tracy is still my friend today. And, um, 
someone asked me to get up and sing. I think it was my dad. He said, well, Tiffany likes to sing, you know, get on up there. And I thought, okay. And I got up there and sang and the whole room just went, uh, that's weird. She sounds like she's 30 and she's little. <laughs> yeah. um, and even my, you know, even Portia and Danny Stone Street hadn't heard me sing. So they were like, okay, we're going on tour, but let's talk about that. Because you need to do something with that, Dan. And that's when my stepfather said, do you really want to do something? I said, well, yeah, I'd love to sing. And I had already wow. been in my bedroom back then, like pretending I was on stage. Yeah. I had found some country music which I still love, of course, my Loretta Lynn and Tammy Wynette and Emmy Lou Harris. But I had found Stevie Nicks by that time. So I was in my room at, you know, 10, 11, rocking out, (laughs) hoping that I would be the female lead singer to a rock band with my vision for myself. But uh, that was the beginning. And that's how it started. And it started organically, word of mouth, people connecting the dots. Um, You know, I'm still a big fan of that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people in society and I, I can say in pop culture, it's getting better. But in the early 80s, you know, when you were signed to a label, there's only that 10 spaces on the chart that matter. So you were always an individual, you know, competing. And so they kind of kept you apart mm-hmm. a little bit. That was your competition. But now I think it's so cool that a lot of artists can collaborate. Yeah. They can go, hey you need to like know my friend over there and nothing out of it just to connect and see somebody else succeed. And I think that's kind of what our gift is about is bringing all this talent to the world and, you know, and, and doing projects with friends. So Mm -hmm. I got lucky that everybody was so willing to help in my early stage of the career to make it happen. And people just kept connecting the dots for my dad until we reached George Tobin, who, Signed me to MCA, and then we abandoned country music because uh, he knew nothing about it. Yeah. But again, for me at that time, you know, I really wanted to do more. Um, I would say it probably, it, it probably alternative rock at, at this point is what it would be called. I heard myself doing that at that time yeah. because I was so influenced with like Heart, uh, Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. you know, of course Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. um, and then and then that country sound. So it was a mishmash of like kind of urban rock a little bit you know americana all of it yeah uh, and i can hear that influence. i said i did i think we're alone now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i definitely hear that influence of all those artists you named uh in in your voice yeah. and the way you perform what do you think about what was it about that demo tape i love that we can say tape uh demo tape that you created yes. that george tobin you know uh, what made him want to sign you because of that tape it wasn't, it was my live singing. And that's oh. what I stand on now today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we've gotten, and again, I say this with so much respect to all entertainers and to all different genres of music, because I love all of it. But, um, you know, you have your singers and you have your your performers mm-hmm. and you just have your semi vocalists, you know, it takes all of it. But for me, it was always been about the live quality that I really can sing live yeah. um, and that I've, throughout the years honed in even more with my voice and more, more comfortable, but the actual record wasn't getting any attention. You know, our demo tape was like, and it was inviting them into the studio, setting that kind of elite experience, come have an intimate evening, come and hear her sing. We'll have some cocktails and she's singing live. This is not going through a board. We're not, you know, they didn't have like pro tools back then, but you know, this is it. 
what you're hearing is what you're you're getting. And that worked for me. Then I had, I think, like five different labels wanting to sign me. There was a battle going on. Um, and that's always worked for me. Again, you know, that's why the shadow shows are so important because they are live. We've changed them this year to be a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say the word fun because they've always been fun, but we're hamming up a little bit more the retro this year. We've extended some stuff and it's a UV experience. And I think I've shown so much about my commitment to being a true musician, yeah. people that I'm working with now. And, you know, and I think I've kind of landed a little bit a good platform in the rock community. My friends out there who get it, who are supporting me, Tracy Guns, um, you know, people like that. So there's some validation, which it's taken me forever to get here, but I love that. So now I can kind of live both worlds a little bit. And this tour is going to do that. We're going to come out solid rocking, you know, the shadows tour with a full rock band that are going to rock your face off literally. But then, you know, the halfway through the show, we're going to turn it on to black light and we're going to do some retro stuff and just be in the moment and have fun and celebrate 30 years of my career, 30 years and more of being in the music industry and loving it and spending time with my fans and being able to still do this, you know, how can it's we time. find uh, a city near us that you're going to be performing at? Do you have, are you putting all your dates just on your website? Do people have websites anymore? Yes, I do. I'm always changing it too. So, <laughs> um, you know, I have these whole concepts. Definitely. I'm my team tip. I'm always like, and today we're doing, they're like, Oh God, what you getting this into now? But that's, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. I love it. I love adventure. TiffanyTunes.com is all things Tiff world. And of course that sends you to everything. My Patreon, all the different experiences, let's food, radical reds, the fashion business, all the different things I have going on. So, and they're going to get better. You know, I am working with different people now, partnering. People are taking me serious, but you got to do the work. I'm a big fan For of that. Sure. Uh, and I could have came out and just threw a bunch of money at it or partnered up with people and not learn the business side. And I think because I didn't learn the business side in the music industry when I was young yeah. and I had to catch up when I was in my early 20s, everything I do now, I go, I want to know the business side first. Mm -hmm. And I want to work that side. And then the creative will be able, that'll be the foundation. And now we can have some fun. Yeah. You know, it's solid. So, and, and I think you do in, in all, in everything you do, you need to know how to sustain it. You need to know, you know, the, all the good, the good, the bad, the ugly, the comments, the adjusting. Like when I did the music diaries, I knew as soon as I put it up there, we didn't have all the lighting right yet. We didn't have all the mics right yet, but it was time to go. Mm -hmm. The first of the year, it's based on the 12 albums, which I now I have to do a 12th album. So I've committed myself yeah. uh, for Good. that last December. But, you know, I wanted to do it. But it was like, let's just do it. And as soon as the comments came on, people were like, I can't see you. I can't hear you. I can't. I'm like, hold on, hold your roll. We're getting there. <laughs> Everyone's we're a critic. Be a Everyone's experience. a critic. Uh, so now yeah, we're getting there, yeah. but I'm sure you guys know as you, you do things, oh my gosh. you know, and I admire you so much because you're always out there doing something, Lance, of course, you know, I love you and I've got to brag on you and sure Michael, is. of course, you're so wonderful and supporting. And I enjoy all your Instagram stuff, but you know, I think, yeah, you guys are a perfect example of how taking, you know, your career as a musician and making it work for you in, in, in a lifelong True. career. 
and supporting adventures and fun that you want to do and other people in your life and making it work for you. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I just love being creative and I'm happy to be in this industry where you just get to create art all over the place and see what sticks, see what doesn't. I mean, majority of the stuff that we come up with doesn't work, but you know what? It's fun. Just, just the same. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. And Michael, of course, I want to see if we could do a pairing on a jacket. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be honored. So I'm not a painter like you. I'm just, you know, I'm just painting, you know. <laughs> but I am having fun and I'm, you know, working with a lot of great other artists and now celebrities because I do Children's Miracle Network. So we're going to be doing a line of jackets where I pair with celebrities for Children's Miracle Network and that's auction them great. off because we got to raise money for our kiddos out there. That's something oh, that's yes. near and dear to my heart. It's been like that for 10 years and we're not stopping and it's getting more tough. And the, you know, the thing that I am ex- excited about is seeing these families and these children get better medical care, um, better diagnosis, all of it. And they are having some success stories where, you know, of course, the longevity is there for their lifespan. But that comes with a whole other part of problems, you know, uh, you know wheelchairs that need to be refitted and cars that need new wheelchair, you know, ramps yeah. and all of that. There's always something for the need of these families. Yeah. So we're going to keep it going. So I would love to pair with a jacket with you of for course. our cause. And thank you so much, you guys, for catching up. And I am coming to the house, if you don't mind. And I'm bringing all your presents that I store in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I'm going to have to suitcase because i'm always thinking of my friends and i go oh this would be funny oh they would like that and i do i have this whole closet of stuff that never makes it to your house but i will be coming with you i'm going to bombard you when you're like what is she doing this crazy woman all we need (laughs) is you that's the only gift we need oh well i love you guys This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? 
It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So let's go to, uh, all right, so, you know, this is a teen idol show. You were the ultimate teen idol. Um, How did you handle that at such a young age? Was it easy for you? Uh, Did your family help? Did did you surround yourself with friends? What was that dynamic? Oh, uh, well, I mean, my family was helping as much as they could at the time because, again, they didn't know anything about the business and they had their own things going on. So I really kind of learned by hands on. I learned from being around other people in the industry. And I think that was, again, good and bad, both. Um, I don't think I learned any bad habits, but um, it was hands-on. I mean, I was kind of thrown into it. So I learned to be an adult very quickly. Again, at my home, I was probably already in that role. So it wasn't hard for me to go, oh, okay, long hours by when I say by myself in a room, you know, everybody else is working on something or playing an instrument or writing the songs. And I just kind of hung out and I would do my schoolwork or take naps or sit in the vocal booth and write poetry myself. But I was like a sponge. I was taking it all in from the creative to the business side, to meetings with my label. The one thing I can say about George Tobin, where I think that he did me justice was taking me to all of those boring meetings that at, you know, again, 14 and 15, I'm like, why am I here? You know, they're all having dinner and they're talking about other artists, but I got to see the politics of our industry and how you barter things and how you, you know, go, well, you know, you have such and such, but I want you to spin this record. So I'm going to give you this. It is a lot of that and working together. So Eventually, that did you know so much for me as a co-manager now, and knowing you know things have changed. But throughout my career, I knew why psychology-wise, why people were saying or doing things to me in the business realm and what they needed from me. Wow. So it made made me um, less frustrated as an artist. I was like, no, okay, bottom line, this is what they need from me. Now, how do I work that as me as an artist? Wow. So adult. <laughs> how, do you? Know, do you feel like you missed uh, a childhood or do you feel like you had some kind of a childhood? Oh, I feel like I had some kind of a childhood. Yeah. I do. I don't know, you know, again, if the music hadn't been in my life, I don't know what my life would be mm-hmm. because of my home life. I think that, you know, I probably would have married very young. I probably would have stayed married and had children. I wasn't great at education. I didn't have any real fire 
behind me for that. Yeah. Um, so kids and family has always been, you know, first really. And so important that that's probably what would have happened to me. I probably would have never maybe even used my talent. Yeah. So it kind of rescued me and it was my path. Um, so I did have a childhood. I, I think, you know, I wish I would have developed more bonds with people that I was on the road with when I was younger, you know, and, and smelling the roses a little bit yeah. because we, I worked so much. I mean, when I wasn't on the road in America, I then took off to Asia. Then I went to Europe and I did that for three years straight. I don't think I saw my family. And when I did, I was, you know, so tired uh, and half asleep. So that kind of affected me a little bit, but, you know, I learned how to, 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 to work, to be a soldier as well. You know, now I try to do seasons balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be so- yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously huge in America. What countries out there were you just surprised? Like, oh my gosh, like I am huge in Portugal. Like, what what countries did you always go to? Like, oh my goodness, the fans are incredible here. Yeah, I, I, all of the countries. Yeah. I mean, they really. I think Southeast Asia was great for me. Has always been great for me. Um, the fashion there, the food, um, you know, all of it. It's made me the foodie that I am. That's really what Let's Food is about, is my take on international foods and how I've traveled and been influenced by different communities and different, um, you know, uh, nationalities and their take on the love of food that they have and how it brings people together. So, you know, for me, it was landing in the UK. I remember the first time I landed in the UK and people knew I loved like olive pizza um, and they had the jean jackets on. And I was like, oh. There's like many versions of me, but they're with a different accent. I love it. And then they knew <laughs> about me. Yeah. And that was something that I I embraced, but didn't expect, like how much they would know about me. Um, you know, my favorite things, my favorite songs, my favorite bands. Although you always did those bot magazine questionnaires and oh, yeah. gave all that information out. It's different when you go to a different country and you know, and they do know so much about you and they and they're bonding with you and they want to know more about, you know, what your life is. So that played a big role on me as a as a young adolescent. It also made me feel like we're all connected, you know, that the countries aren't so different. They right. are with their unique flair. But, you know, that kids in you know the UK or Taiwan or you know, anywhere, France are feeling the same way I am. Um, I didn't really have the, you know, I wasn't dating too much. Of course, I ended up going on the road and then dating Jonathan Knight. I know, we got to talk about John Knight. But I didn't have like regular boyfriends or anything. But, you know, I did still have that adolescence of feeling awkward or not knowing my place. And, and then, you know, like I said, having that home life that might not be so supportive. So there was a lot of other things we bonded on. Um, and I found, you know, a lot in common with a lot of people all over the world. Did you say your favorite pizza is olive pizza? Yes. Girl, that would be my least favorite thing of all time. <laughs> he does not like oh olives. Oh my gosh, I can't stand yeah, olives. <laughs> I've never even heard of just an olive pizza. I know there's olive on the Supremes, but Oh, you can do multi. You, you can, can do, do a layer on a pizza. different olives too. Oh, a little salt. You have to be careful. Just give me a pepperoni. Yeah. And I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to add, yeah, that was my thing. I mean, everybody knows about 
my my we rock dominoes on my tours that's that was my jam mm-hmm. and it was Still my jam yeah it was olive and jalapeno and if you wanted to get fancy we put pepperoni oh. so those three together yeah i like spice so we we're dominoes yeah we're a dominoes family especially because they <laughs> they changed their recipe a few years ago and it's so much better uh, it is. but we always get pepperoni and jalapeno that's kind of our go-to yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see. <laughs> there you no go. Olives. I'll just bring my own olives. Yes. I'll split to the side, have my little bag of olives. Well, I love olives so much Ugh. that it's funny because people have bought me olives like for presents mm-hmm. and or like, you know, when they travel like yeah. fabulous places like Italy, they buy me olives, bring it, which is very zhuzh and I love it. Um but, you know, or even even in high school, people would like put birthday gifts together and they'd always buy me a can of olives because <laughs> I liked olives. <laughs> That's so funny because yeah. it's, yeah, especially being a, a, a teen idol, you know, you say one thing, like you like something, you're going to get so much of it. I remember, oh, yeah. you know, I love Dr. Seuss. So, oh my goodness, I have so much Dr. Seuss stuff. Um, I think I might have <laughs> yeah. said I like the Beanie Baby. Oh, you oh, get yeah. 5,000 Beanie it. Babies. Forget about it. Uh, and you're kind of like stuck with that the rest of your life. Like, well, I've kind of outgrown Ren and Stimpy. But, I like uh, Lamborghinis doesn't catch yeah, on. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes. yeah, you know, Porsche, you know, the good stuff yeah, out there. But now you're stuck with olives the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) But she's happy about it. Again, now for my cooking club, bring it on. Bring me some olives. I love it. But yeah, I mean, you know, and they're getting quite unique as as they're pickling and putting them in different different experiences. A lot of the olives with garlic I love. So, yes, I will be bringing my own olives. But that was my jam is pizza. And I, I think, you know, again, the jean jackets, they've stayed around. Oh, yeah. Oh, watching yeah. people do jean jackets and copy me on that. And now they're doing it again because that's really what the UV Shadows experience. I'm painting the jackets and recreating. And I am talking to, you know, maybe taking that to a real business. Mm-hmm. Um, and who else would be better to do? Some I mean, jackets? exactly. <laughs> You're the originator. Are you kidding me? I am. Iconic. So, yeah. Yes. We're going to do it again, peeps. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But I mean, all of those things are fun for me. I just, like I said, re- I'm renovating my home. So downstairs, cleaning up all the stuff I've had in storage to make it the studio vocal booth and piles and boxes all, you know, of old school magazines that I was in, old school slides, all, all the photography that I've kept over the year and just having a really good chuckle, mm-hmm. probably about yeah last week of finding all these things and the poses and the things that I said, you know, there's something about pop culture that is, is just unique. And I love that I'm representing it now again, full force in the show and that it really is taking on more of my life from the pop-up things that I'm doing with the food, like the new cookbook, which is going to be embracing pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's a little we can hint after school special foods and how we can judge those up and make them valid foods. But all the flavor that we loved as, you know, just casual foods, yeah. especially foods. Got to rock my cheese it somehow, That's guys. Right. In a valid form. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Um, what's great about this young generation is they can find music everywhere, right? And your music is still so fresh in Gen Z's minds, right? Because they 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 know you. You're a legend. What do you what do you think when people call you a legend? And as a teenager, did you ever think that you would get to that legendary status? No, I never. I I. I don't even think about myself that way, which is probably something that I sometimes need to like, not put, you know, a little tip on my shoulder, but you know, I've accomplished a lot and I'm always proud and I'm always grateful. But I I think sometimes you can start always thinking about what, what's next, what's next, what's next. And sometimes you do have to sit back and go, ah, but I, I did make it, you know? So it's, when I do things like go through scrapbooks or something, I really do. My heart kind of sinks, but in a good way to say, you know, what a lucky person I am that, you know, this, this girl from Norwalk, California was able to make it. I am a pop icon, you know, people all around the world know who I am. I still continue to do this. I can still do my music 
and, and they know really you by just a name like you're you know? madonna you're elvis like it's tiffany yeah. like yeah it's reba it's, yeah. i mean it's a blessing i'm i'm really it's fantastic and now what to do with that in because it's not over so you know you're like well where do we do next i mean having that great name but then you know how do you make that still legendary throughout your entire life yeah. and um you know not kind of because i'm obviously there's always this stigma of you know the old starlet or the uh, where are they now yeah. kind of thing and it's hard to keep up with that type of fame for sure even if you're on game you know what you've done today i just won 15 you know awards okay great where are you going to be in 10 years from now it's like uh, that that's what they ask you yeah. so that was great last night you did great but today it's uh, like uh oh it please yeah. so it's like that and once you know that again you just have to have that balance i'm determined i think for myself is to turn my career and my success and this platform that i've been given to other things, like I said, and to be known as somebody who is a foodie and was successful in that and fashion and successful, all the things that I love did turn into something that, you know, were sustainable and different facets and successful. Yeah. So that's the goal now. Yeah. Um, but again, I couldn't have that if it wasn't for, I think we're low now in the beginning and yeah. all the things that came to, to yeah. be. I mean, that song uh, is fans, still... Of that yeah. song was just, you know, like when you first made that song, uh, did you just know immediately it was going to be a hit? I did it because I didn't want to record that. Oh. Actually, I was, you know, I want to do more rock stuff. Yeah. So I think Rolono came in and it was the original. They played me Chami James and the Shondells mm -hmm. version, which I don't know if I had heard before. If I did, I didn't really, yeah. you know, stand out to me. And it was all children behave. And I was like, oh, wow, where are we going with it? <laughs> this is not. And it got worse because when I came the next day, the track was all. And I'm like, this is a dance song. I yes. didn't want, I want to be Cheryl Crow. Like, I, <laughs> you know, what is happening? So I was kind of bummed. But of course, I took it home and was learning the song to go back into the studio the next day playing it for my friends in my bedroom and they started dancing and jumping around and do, I think they were even doing the moves, you know? Um, and I thought, well, it makes people happy and they liked oh, yeah. it. So that was it. You know, the, uh, my, my manager and producer at the time, I really wasn't crazy about singing the song, but I enjoyed singing the song probably by the end of the day, because yeah. it does have that infectious oh. feeling i don't know why it makes you happy it just there's something about it so i'm very lucky on that aspect yeah. it is and it's a song that has really just like stood the test of time like it's a song like if it came out now oh, i yeah. think people would... it's so singable it's like you know you know a hit when you hear it so much at karaoke right if that's the song yeah. everyone will sing and i hear that song so much Oh, I, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, just always like in my car with our like CD mix CDs and like all of my friends would have, I think we're alone now on like their mixes. I just remember like just distinctly just like singing in the car to that <laughs> yeah. song with my sister over and over and over. But my again. favorite was yeah. could have been was is probably my favorite from that yes, era. You love that sure. song. Oh, and then you, you did a song years later, maybe with Redman. It was uh from your album, probably you released right like 2005. 
ah, wake up, wake up. Uh, oh, what's that song? Oh, that song? it was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, was oh, oh wow. Yeah, I'm Not Sleeping. So that was the song that I wrote. I love and that I song. That, uh, you know, again, just I was very involved at that time in my life. I thought I was going to be opening up a domestic violence shelter, which mm. is something that I've always wanted to do and working with, again, people with mental health and just, you know, I come from Norwalk. I mean, that's a lot of my friends didn't have the things that I had and their life took a different way. Uh, and a lot of my girlfriends got themselves in really bad situations. So, you know, I learned a lot about that and how much there was a need for that. So that's what was happening during the time. And that's what I'm not sleeping was about, was about those experiences that I had heard and which was really great because we did partner with the domestic violence, I think, helpline and be able to raise some money for them. And but yeah, that's crazy bone on that rap. Okay, crazy. And he did a great crazy job. It's like I... spooky, scary. I love Great. that song. He played the bad dude in there, you know, the bad boyfriend yeah. or, you know, the bad guy. Yeah. But he did a great job. And I mean, all of that's when I talk about pairings, you know, and being able to collaborate with people. People were like, Tiffany and Crazy Bones yeah. and Bone Thongs and what? what? But, you know, it, that song came out of it. And it's great. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking more of teen idols, a few weeks ago, we had Debbie Gibson on the show. And yes. of course, we had to, you know, talk about the, you know, the alleged feuds back in the day, which was completely sensationalized, you know, by yes. the media. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we went into depth with her and she just never really understood why the media was just so hell bent on like pitting you two, you know, girls at the time. Um, it's like so she I, was backstreet and you were in C. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I mean, the same, you know, yeah. Brittany, Christina, they just love to put two, you know, you know like successful similar artists against each other so what was your whole mindset back in the day when all of that was happening you know i didn't really give it much attention to yeah. be honest with you i think for me and i've talked to deb about it you know i got a little annoyed sometimes when you know you're doing your interviews and it's hard enough literally yeah well that was great. you had a number one single but where do you see yourself in 10 years and i'm like I don't know. I'm 16. I'm just happy to be doing this. Yeah. I'm going to be on a plane going to, I think they tell me Argentina. I'm not too sure. Like there's a lot going on, you know, but it got, it would get heavy at times. Yeah. And then they would start to make me try to validate Debbie as well. Yeah. And I'm like, well, hold on. I can only be responsible for myself. Yeah. Let alone tell you what Deb thinks. And I haven't even had a conversation with this girl yeah. in passing. We're like on the red carpet, they throw us together. We do photos and then we're like, Oh, did you? Oh, I, okay. Call you later. Oh, bye. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and that was our relationship for many, many years. Although we had mutual friends and of course projects. We were, so it wasn't until Mega Python versus Gatoroid, yes. silly sci-fi movie I watched it, that I we remember. were stuck in trailers in one location mm -hmm. as you know, pop stars, as growing up together, as you know, friends, but not really knowing each other, but being friendly, yeah. that we could say now we got to know each other. Right. It took that little silly movie uh -huh. for us to be in the same spot to really talk as people and go, oh, okay. You know, we're friends. Like yeah. I know you now, you know, and we are so different, but that's, that's the good thing. And now we've learned, and I think our fans have learned that they don't have to pick one or the other. Exactly. It's not insulting to us. <laughs> we're a complete package yeah. together and we're happy to be that way. And we're 
supportive of each other's friends. But I think that's what the industry has to do. It's a good yeah. read. Again, there's that, what do they need from you? Um, well, I mean, it's a praise and rejection. Yeah. The way the industry works or the way popularity works is we praise them to get them to that point. And then that's kind of boring. So now let's find something wrong with them. Yes. And if you can have two different people that you have bartering back and forth and there's this feud and they said um i just think now it's it's smart some celebrities have gotten wind of it and they kind of like play into it and make it work for them yeah <laughs> yeah i mean exactly. it's true which is you know again a good read it's fun yeah, I, I yeah. See well that's why man. i was so excited to start frosted tips because it's bringing all the fandoms together where once everyone was so separated right. and you had to have a team this is finally a place where everyone can go learn about those yeah. artists that maybe weren't allowed to, to like at the time and really yeah. get to know them and, and create, you know, create more fans on the show and everyone come together. It's time. We and all come know, together. Yeah. I mean, all the old school stories that you don't, I mean, that's the thing with like, again, you know, the, the album diaries, I don't get to talk about how I felt really or, you know, the experience or who screamed at me or what they may have said that day that really made me feel you know, again, I might be Tiffany, but that made me feel really human yeah. and really, you know, uh, un, unneeded or rejected or whatever it is. And that does go into your music. You know, it should go into your writings. Um, for me, I've, you know, I think, again, my whole experience as a teen with having my family um, being unbalanced, I learned to have to cut that off. So, you know, it's helped me again. I, I can do that. I can go from whatever is chaotic here to right to stage to I'm present. This is what we're doing. It's hard, though. Um, you know, I've learned to do that more and more. But you have to because, again, that can come on to you and then you're not great at your shows and all that. And, yeah, there's been times even in my life lately that it started to affect me. And then I had to take a break and pop up and get it back together. But, you know, it's all this wonderful ride that I think people want to see now, like like your show. They want to know more behind the scenes, what I was thinking, what was making me tick that you don't get to say yeah. in regular interviews. And, um, you know, I, again, it's I'm at a good point now that I really can start to talk about a lot of the pop culture stuff and have fun with that. Uh, there was a time in my career, I think I, I had to man the ship and not maybe be so tiffany because i was going to get stuck there yeah and that was it yeah like and i had to like go yeah i know that but you know we're gonna have to push forward and talk about what i'm doing now i know they don't want that but if i don't i'll never get this opportunity mm -hmm. so i do have to break down these walls and then we can go back and all hug it out okay right <laughs> and that's kind of what we're doing now so it feels really great i feel really liberated to be at this spot to be able to like share all of these things with my fans and you know, and to be able to talk about old school and, you know, and then to go and take the stage with new stuff and for everybody to go, oh, I get it. Yeah. She's still doing it, you know, and that's our girl. So yeah. it's, you know, and I have to say thank you to all of my team for doing that, for, the, you know, keep continuing in the fight because, you know, you're always breaking walls down as an artist, I feel, yeah. especially if you want to do something new. <laughs> that's true. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Um, okay, let's go back to the love story of you and Jonathan Knight. I need to know oh, how you met. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how you met. Was it love at first sight? Um, I, I need to know the whole tea on this because I don't think I've ever asked you how y'all met. I don't think. Uh, well, we met on the, the tour. Yeah, so you're actually the tour. what happened was mm-hmm. my uh, agent had just signed the new kids on the block. Oh, okay. And I was doing a show at Westbury. Um, in, uh, well, let's see, that's Long Island, uh, Long Island. And, um, I was backstage with my friend, Sunita. We were probably eating pizza and, uh, these five guys walked in. Jerry aid said he was going to bring, you know, five guys, their new band. And he really liked me to see them. I, he of course did it on a weekend that my manager wasn't there. So that was smart. Uh-huh. And uh, put these five guys in front of me. And of course, it was like, you know, we're two young girls going cute, 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 cute. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. But of course, the music was right on point. Um, and they had the, you know, the, the choreography, all of it. It was perfect. And I know my audience. I knew most of my audience were young girls out there. So, yeah, this is a no brainer. Literally, I said, well, you guys have your show with you. Why don't you go on tonight? And 
of course, my agent was thrilled. Yeah, you know, and everybody's like, what? Okay, so that was my call. Uh, my first business call to put the new kids on the block on stage. And they did. And that's the one thing I loved about them. Nobody, you know, coming from country and, you know, Nashville, you want to sing, you go sing, you know, it's like you shine now. Yep. And I come from that. And they rose to that occasion. It wasn't, oh, well, we don't have our outfits with us or, right. oh, no. It's like, okay, great. We'll stand over here until you want us. And I love that. And that's when I got a phone call the next day, though. My manager called me and went, you don't ever do those things. Oh, so you know, he was I think mad that you put them on the tour? He was pissed. I got in so much trouble. Because uh, he didn't have a piece of them. That's why. He probably, but I also do think, you know, and it made sense. You cannot compete with a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Especially when your demographic is mostly Look, it female. is it's hairy because I remember when you know Brittany joined us on our first tour and she was just coming yeah. out with Baby One More Time. So I mean, people, some of the fans knew her from Mickey Mouse Club, obviously, but uh, you know she was our sister, so she came out on tour with us. Yeah. The first half of the tour was so dark for her because yes, yeah. those teen yeah. girls were attacking her. Mean. She would come off stage crying and just yeah. like, oh, they hate me. Then, you know, halfway through the tour, though, it just turned. Everyone just yeah. started loving her. Oh, yeah. Uh, you so, have to embrace yeah. them. And then they will be, once they find that you're not a threat, right? Yeah. You know, then, they, then they will connect with you. And that's why when we did the Reconnection Tour, the Reunited Tour in 2019, it was great. Because I could actually be around those girls and they didn't want to kill me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Oh yes, you know See, we are we're talking friends. about divorces and uh, kids and things. I'm like my girls, you know. So it's it's come full circle. But before, you know, I mean, I was just on the road with them, and it, even the first tour, I saw it turning a little bit because, of course, I was having troubles with my manager, and we weren't releasing as much music. So I was touring off all the old music. So it wasn't a great time for me. But around the second tour, there was a lot of for me as an artist behind the scenes and then the new kids of course were coming up with their success so you know that's a lot of things that were happening so the plates were spinning but I do think that my manager saw it's going to be a hard one now yeah. you know now you've got like all these girls are going to want a piece of these guys and you're what are you going to do about it um, and then of course dating one made more complication to that and John and I were backstage hanging out all the time course i love each and every new kid they're all so unique uh joe was i i don't he's not so much different with our age but he was so tiny that we always oh. treated him like a kid yeah, yeah which was not fair and and donnie was you know all over he's donnie doing his <laughs> thing uh jordan was always very quiet and danny probably was at the gym nothing's changed <laughs> yeah so john really had a hard time with the, the, all the people in his space. Yeah. He's really still not that person. Yeah, he's got anxiety and, like that. Yeah. yeah, he didn't really like it. So he would always be the quiet one. And I remember us sitting in a sound check and that was really my, like my first time really talking to him. And he was asking me, you really like this? You, so you like this? Like you, you do okay with this? And I was like, yeah, you don't? And he's like, it's a lot of people in my space. And like, it's, it's so he was, forming that already. Yeah. And we just had really good conversations in the beginning. It was just hanging out. He was always kind of like sitting there and I'm pretty quiet, although I'm vibrant when I'm not being Tiffany, I'm actually a pretty quiet person. 
I kind of, I kind of just sit back and watch mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And that worked for us. And that was it. We started, we loved dogs. We loved tropical fish. It started over, you know, simple things like that, just kid things. Yeah. And then we spent more time together and, you know, I think we became boyfriend and girlfriend, but I think that really more than anything, we had that friendship mm -hmm. and, and I still treasure that friendship um, very much, you know, and, and that was, it was a sweet thing because he wasn't, you know, pressuring me uh, to do things that normal guys were in the limited time that I had time to go home. Yeah. Any of my high school friends that I wasn't even dating, but they were guys in my life. Yeah, they wanted something else from me. Yeah. And there was all that kind of pressure. And of course, I didn't want to fall into that or get pregnant or, you know, or even any of that. You know, my my home life, again, Norwalk, California is just simple people. So there was all kinds of mess to get into if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I was already on my way to working my career and being around great people. So it was the, really the simplicity of our friendship. Yeah. See, back in the day, we, uh, you know. I don't know if kids do it this day, but in no. order to establish your boyfriend, girlfriend <laughs> relationship, one of you had to say, will you go with me? So did he I ever know. say, will you I go think that was me? a Mississippi. Thing. No, no, that was, think... that, was, that was a lot of everywhere. Will you go? No. With me? Yeah. So was... I could be wrong, but I think I, you know, I kind of remember that when I really knew we were kind of like boyfriend and girlfriend is when John started to take my hand mm -hmm. in front of people because he knew that that was going to piss a lot of girls off. Yeah. But I think he got tired of it a little bit, you know, even in his own life, he had yeah. to run and hide. And like, it was like, you couldn't get off the bus cause it's crazy. So by that time he was like, yeah, well, I'm just doing this, you know, <laughs> yeah. come with me. Um, you know, and I was like, Oh, you're showing people we're together. Okay. You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, that's, you know, it was short, but I think we really only were dating really officially maybe a year yeah. because by the second tour, I was going off and getting off the road and they were at the height. I mean, yeah. that was it. And I, I definitely, I've always had the mentality, just seeing my own bandmates and an old soul and probably, you know, seeing the rock and roll stories is it's very hard for you know, especially guys, I think, and I don't want to say just guys, but when you're at the height of your career and you're young, it's very hard to be committed to one person well, of course, as yeah. you're going to tour the world. Yeah. It's always going to take like back burner. Yeah. I, I, I think I felt like for me, you know, although I trusted John, it, I just was like, come on, you know, I mean, really, yeah. there's all these girls everywhere. So, you know, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not going to let it ever hurt our friendship. And I was, you know, and we're not going to get married right now. We're both young. Yeah. Um, although, you know, I think that, you know, it, there was just something so special about that, having that open communication and not, we didn't really string it out where it got heavy, you know? Yeah. Um, out of everything you've experienced in your career, what's that moment that you look back at and, uh, and you just kind of replay in your head, like, wow, that was, that was just really cool. Oh, uh, well, probably seeing Michael Jackson and having him, you know, the week that I knocked bad off of the number one I spot. I know, you were the one to do it. Was, <laughs> talk about heavy. I was like, yeah. I don't think he's going to like me. Why am I going to meet great? <laughs> like, wow. he was, what's going to happen? He was so generous. He held up the whole line for me. And, you know, he, would, he was engaging and I, it, he didn't care. It wasn't like, oh, here's the little girl that knocked me off a bat, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he was more, are you having a good time? And, you know, congratulations. And, you know, let's take a picture. And, and I just, it was a leaving your body moment where, you know, and again, it, it also showed me, I have to say about that appreciation of a major pop star embracing me and saying that it's okay that I knocked his number one off, you know, for my number one yeah. there, it wasn't competitive. It wasn't ugly. And that's always made an impression on me as an artist yeah. too, to be able to be again, cool with other artists. Oh, okay. I released my single, but yours went better. All right. You know, I mean, it wasn't my time, whatever. I'll see you, you know, next week we'll be hanging out. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it made a big impression on me. Yeah. It should be that easy. All right. Uh, here's a tip from a fan, Cheryl 13. Um, what advice do you have for a struggling songwriter? Well, it changes every day now. Uh, you know, all of the laws and the rules and, <laughs> yeah. and all the publishing. But um, the biggest thing is just to keep doing it. You know, be open minded. I'm now and, you know, I've been in Nashville for many years now, I think more than than L.A. I'm a Nashvilleian. And I came to Nashville as a songwriter and put the Tiffany hat to the side. I wasn't doing an album and I just wanted to engulf the community. And it was very hard for me because, of course, when you sit with people, they go, so what album are we doing? What are we writing for? Where are you going? And I'm like, no, I'm just writing. And if you want to be a part of that, then that's great. And I had to find my people. So a community of writers would be great. You can find them online. There's all kinds of different forums to be a part of people all over the world to have a community base as a songwriter, which I highly suggest. And the more you do it, the more that you listen to, you know, uh, different genres of music being pliable as a songwriter. I have a handicap because I don't play an instrument, but yet I have these melodies that go through my brain that I'm like, no, I know it works. I don't know how it just does. And then I have to struggle to communicate that to yeah. a fellow guitar player or, or pianist. And thank God I have those people. Um, if you can pick up an instrument, if you don't play, start now. That would be the one thing that I would have changed way back when. And I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to learn piano. But, you know, it takes the discipline to practice. That helps you as a songwriter. That helps you um, communicate your ideas because I still do struggle with that. But, um, you know, the more that you can do it and then putting yourself out there. There's all kinds of forums now. Uh, you know, the people are looking for songs. So, you know, the world is your oyster. I really do think that it's not the same platform as you've got to go get the the label and then you've got to be, you've got to live in Nashville now and you've yeah. got to know that's still another way to do it. I have friends moving to town next weekend and they're starting their writing careers and they're going to do it old school Nashville. And that's probably the longer road, but you know, that's another way to do it. But, you know, for now, especially in pop music and current commercial music and TV and film, you know, you can be doing it from your, from your room. Yeah. You just got to do it. I mean, look at TikTok. And, and be again, aware of what, yeah, look at TikTok, you know? And I mean, as a lyricist, I'm, I'm open for, there's a, there's a place for every song. I really do believe that. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, you know, as a lyricist, I try to form ideas that aren't just the first thing. Sometimes the first thing that comes to your mind and off your lips are, is the best, but sometimes it's just the structure. Mm -hmm. And then I live with the song and I live with a song and I say, no, that's, 
you know, it, that's not a deep enough way to express that. It'll come. Uh, there's a cooler, deeper way to say that that's not, you know, the norm because the norm has been said. I want to go to the next level. And, and sitting with your songs for a bit and really demanding that of them, I think that's what I do as a songwriter. So I always, you know, try to challenge people with that. I want to do more songwriting camps. We were just talking about it with Johnny Martin, actually. And I think there's a songwriting camp that had a bunch of Carmen Apiece and all these all these different rock guys. And that's what they do. They mentor for songwriting. And I want to do more of that. I know Deb does some song camps with herself and all of her Deb heads and stuff. And it's important because there's so many people out there that, you know, just want to learn how to write songs and be a part of our, our community. Whether you're successful or not, I don't think it matters as long as you're doing something you love. Mm -hmm. And there is a place. And right now, I can't say enough. The more I'm learning about the buzz and the industry, and I just did something for Amazon as an actress, but there's all these different TV and film opportunities for song placement. And, uh, you know, if especially these young kids out there, oh, yeah. they, they're, they're cranking out some stuff. So I'm always watching and learning. And speaking of movies, so uh, Mrs. Morse 89 would like to know, what did you think of the movie Ted using your song? I loved it. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I was I, I think the first time I saw it was with the band. Someone said, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And I was like, no, I haven't had a chance. And they put it on. And I was like, oh, the bear is, <laughs> bear is walking out, so I think we're alone now. <laughs> um, all right. So now I have a 1987 interview from Best Hits. All right. What do you do when you're not involved with music and not going to school? What did you say in 1987? Eating all of pizza. No. <laughs> uh, what I be doing? Shopping in the malls. Yeah. <laughs> Probably shopping. It made me a mean shopaholic, as you know, oh, and I do not want to break Right, I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, in '87, you said I talk on the phone most of the time when I am not going to school. Oh well, yes, I was a normal teenager, yeah. but by that time, I was talking on one of those brick phones. You know those things. Well, you guys oh, don't, yeah. but you had, you had to carry this brick around with you. Uh -huh. Yeah, the same like, by the bell phone. Like, yeah, man. That's what I had. And the car phone. I was just talking to somebody about the car phone. Yeah. Now that was, I thought I was the bomb when I got oh, my first yeah. car phone. My dad had, you know, the one that came in like the leather case, right? And it had a, yeah. it totally had the, oh, the whole like box. Yeah. The little curly, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, and, and I thought yeah. it was so cool. I would take the car, but yeah, I got a, I got a car phone. What about you? What about you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Tiffany, it has been so great catching up with you. I always love seeing you and I cannot yes. wait till you're back in LA and you get to come squeeze some kiddos. Yes. Yes. Um, how can everyone stay in touch with you out there? TiffanyTunes.com. That's all things Tiff World. Uh, my Instagram, of course, TiffanyTunes. And Let's Food with Tiffany for the cooking aspect. So TiffanyTunes.com is really all things for me. The new merch. That is going to be happening, like all the UV stuff and all the cool. retro stuff. We're yeah. going to be coming out with a retro line as well. So a little, again, wink, wink back to the old school. 
Um, and then all the new stuff I've got going on with shadows, all the tour dates are there. Um, you know, we're going to be doing another video in another couple months when we get on the road and some international travel too, taking it to other countries this year. Nice. So keep up with me on, and, and again, all the things, team tips, all the fans on tiffanytunes.com. All right. Well, I can't wait for my, uh, jean jacket yeah. and, uh, please leave your fans yes. with a message right now. What do you want to tell your amazing fans out there? Well, I, of course, I love you guys and I hope you're well. And I do. I hope you follow me on all my different socials that I that I have. Come be a part of my world from cooking to a Let's End My Friend, where we're learning meditation and holistic medicine, so nice. Chinese medicine. That's keeping me in the game uh, where I share more about my experience and weight loss and just all of it. Long COVID I've had. So, you know, all the different things that I'm learning about myself and how to protect my health yeah. and immunity and alternative ways. I mean, I live on the road, so you got to keep it in the game. Um, and then, of course, shadows. We've got lots planned. I mean, the cool thing about releasing records is today is that there's 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 no um, there's no uh, what do you want to say? You know, there's no box. Yeah, you no can limit. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for me, I just want to keep totally focused on this album and it's got so many great songs that I want each song to have its time. Uh, and we're going to be doing better videos and better behind the scenes content and possibly even a documentary Ooh. about behind the scenes. The, you know, it'll be gritty guys. Cause I want to show the real stuff. Yeah. That's, what we <laughs> well, that's what we want. And it, cause you live your authentic self and thank you so much for sharing all of your passions. Uh, with the world because uh, you're interested in so many things that we're all interested in and I can't wait to fix that strawberry cake for you because it's going to be good. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. See, <laughs> I'll be cheating that day but not uh, so bad. It's not I bad. Love... It's sugar-free. It's sugar-free. It's sugar-free. It's sugar-free. I know. I've been on a real, real like clean fast and stuff for this oh, yeah. tour. Oh, you look so again, great. So I can reset my immunity. So yeah, I'll be ready for some like strawberry yeah. cake by Let's then. do yeah. it. All right. We have, a, we have a date. All right, Tiff. It is so lovely seeing you and i cannot so wait to squeeze you very soon awesome babes all right i love you guys. love you love everybody love you. Bye. Bye, Bye. i love me some tiffany so you know i love the eight i always say 87 is my favorite year and yeah of all the the decade of the 80s tiffany i think is the one that i just i just remember the most i don't know it, it, she just really resonated with yeah. me at such a young age I think maybe because my sister liked her because yeah. you know, she's three years but older. She was like Tiffany was like cool, yeah. you know. She was like just a cool, yeah. Young you wanted to be friends girl. with her. You're like yeah. this girl's cool. She was cool. Yeah, it's not yeah. cheesy about this one. No, right like I want to be as rocker as Tiffany. I know, and she, I mean, and her voice and her songs are just so good. Mm. They still are. Go check out that one. Have you heard the one that she did with? Um, I'm going to Bone. What a bone thugs and harmony guy. Yeah. Something bones. Crazy bones. Crazy, Crazy bones. bones. Uh, it's so good. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, that one went a little long. So uh, we're going to end the show right here because you don't want to hear our voices anymore. Um, what do you do? You look like you're about to say something. You need something to say? No. Okay. Like you said, nobody wants to hear our voices. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My voice. <laughs> 
That's better. All right, Tiffany, thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can always review, subscribe, rate, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, thanks for listening to the other show that I do, this last Soviet. Yes, which is killing it, yeah, may I, I say. It's like really killing it with us. Yeah. Um, so The Last Soviet is uh, my, my scripted documentary podcast about uh sergey krekalev and a cosmonaut it's a very fascinating story yeah. about a guy who got stuck in space for a over year. 300 days crazy uh it is but it's beautiful the way that they put the sound effects and all it's just it's one of those that you want to listen to at the gym or going to sleep it, it kind of just rocks you yeah the narrator's voice is kind of annoying but like once you get past that like the first few minutes you'll get used to it wow Wow. Well, you have made it the number one documentary podcast in the world <laughs> yes. and the number 14 show in the world. Which is, or country, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for listening. All right, guys. And thank you so much for listening to this particular show. Be good to each other. Don't drink and drive. Take care of those animals. And always remember, stay frosted. Hey, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Frosted Tips with Lance and Michael Turzenart and at Lance Bass for all your pop culture needs. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars, six if you can. See you next time. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.